Marshawn is a fresher breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love eating it. Most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? That's all it's going. It kind of looks like a football, actually. It, Thank you for that. The stitching, you that, got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, stay focused. Um, work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It builds a bomb. It builds a bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Welcome, Witty Nation, to episode 79 of the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast, the number one self-rated podcast about sports, entertainment, and everything in between, and part of the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Go follow us at WittySports716 on Twitter, Instagram. Follow everything Built in Buffalo is doing. Giving you something every day. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, taking over at Built in Buffalo underscore. Check all the content creators out, including ourselves. We are your hosts. I am Matt Greco. He is Tony Ambrose. Tony, what is going on? For the life of me, I cannot be witty. What made us think that we could laugh at Buffalo Sports Gas? For the fan in me, I cannot outass the eight ball David Putty. This is witty, not funny. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I told you I was going to mess up the last line, and I did. No, did I thought you nailed it. Right. I mean, I am merely freshman, so <laughs> what do you expect? Who sings that song? The Verve? No, it's the Verve Pipe. The Verve Pipe, oh. Idiot. My, my, my fault. How could I forget the pipe? You're so dumb. <laughs> One of their many hit songs, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I would be able to tell you something if I didn't just close the tab. <laughs> I only had one hit song. Let's let's be real. Yeah. Surprised they never yeah, came yeah. out with a sequel, the sophomore. Sophomore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they should have just rode that trade as long as they could. Well, at least for four years, right? Oh, absolutely. And then get into the college years. The yeah. verb pipe the college years. Yeah. Verb pipe Hawaiian style. Right. <laughs> right after that. And yeah. then collab with vitamin C on a graduation song after senior year. Ooh. See now. Now we're making money. These are gold. Yeah, these, these are, are golden gold ideas. ideas. <laughs> you got to monetize these minds. Get the verbs agent. The verb pipes agent. What yeah, did the, the verbs the say? I want the verbs agent too. They probably have a better agent. We need them on the, on the task. The verb was bittersweet symphony, right? Yeah. How can I mix those up? That one I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. That one we all know. Tony, episode 79, the Spencer Brown episode. Get your beers out. Pop open a nice cold, fresh steal one. Beer. <laughs> steal the steal, beer. Steal some yeah. beers. Needs to be a stolen beer. That's right. And then go to the uh, the closest, shorter person than you and make fun of them. That's what uh, Spencer Brown would do. Absolutely. Tony, what's going on in the sports world? Nothing really. The NHL's on break. The NFL was on a, a week break between the conference championships and the Super Bowl. I guess the only thing on TV right now is the Olympics. And I stand for the Winter Olympics. I'm a big Winter Olympics fan. I think it's so much better than the Summer Olympics, and it's not even close. I would say I do like the Winter Olympics. I would say I do like them probably more. I think the Winter Olympics is like a little bit deeper in terms of the entertainment value of, of the events. Absolutely. Uh, there are definitely some I could take and leave, but I would say there's more that I could take or leave 
in the Summer Olympics. Very excited about uh, these. These Olympics are great. I do have a former student in these Olympics competing. Ooh. And I, yeah, I know. So uh, I'm looking forward to Six degrees that. It's the only time I will ever have probably any kind of investment in ice dancing or figure skating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Usually I skip that entirely. Of course, we all do. <laughs> but I, But I do like to focus on the biathlon. That's the skiing shooting thing, right? That's the skiing and shooting, yeah. Yeah, that is big fun. Bi- big, big biathlon, big biathlon head here. Biathlon head. <laughs> All you biathlon heads out there. What All you biathlon heads out there know what I'm talking about. Shout out, shout out to Biathlon Nation. <laughs> this is and, now a biathlon podcast. Oh, yeah, and then I can tell you. Well, I, I fancy myself basically uh, America's top human walking around with untapped biathlon potential <laughs> wow in in lake placid which to the layperson you know is the site of the 1980 and 1932 winter olympics of course miracle on i did participate in the biathlon experience Ooh. where you can uh shoot the same guns that the olympians train on yeah, at the same target. I shot on the Nagano Japan targets, the targets that were used in Nagano Japan and now exist, oh, have been okay. shipped over and exist in uh, Lake Placid. What did you think I meant by that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm just glad you clarified. <laughs> but, well, I, I thought you had some pre-angst like angst against the nation of Japan. <laughs> no, no. I have, me and Nagano, Nagano will, will come from here. <laughs> Naga, nothing bad to say. Naga, that, no. That sounds like a cool thing to do, though. Oh yeah, it was a really, it was a really, it was a cool experience. Yeah, like the guy trained us a little bit, and he's he took he took us out to the range, and they made it clear they're like, just so you know, like the biathletes are in town. They could come Ooh, out of the woods celebs. and like need the guns instantly, and then you have to drop them and get out of their way. <laughs> so he's like, but you know, we'll go to the targets until they get here. Get out of their way at a very slow cross country skiing pace. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was summer, so they're on, like, you know, rollerblade skis, roller skis. Oh, okay. But I got to tell you what, Matt, I was just automatic at that thing. I was impressing everybody in my group. Wow. They were like, look at this guy. He's just he's just cruising through this. Untapped potential. To, yeah, I have to admit, I was. I discovered that day one of the things I'm the most talented at <laughs> is the biathlon. What could have been, Tony? What could have been? I know. Been. The storybook is not closed yet. There's still some oh. unwritten chapters. Never give up the dream. Seems like kind of a lot. I feel the same way about curling. I feel like I could be a really good curler. I could see that. I feel like you have a curling vibe. Yeah. I have a nice touch with the rocks. Is that what they're called? The rocks? I think they're called rocks. Stones, I want to say. Stones. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Rocks, stones. Mm. Same old. The one thing I can't get, like whether it's curling or figure skating or moguls or whatever, I don't understand any of the scoring systems in the Winter Olympics. No. None of them make sense to me. (laughs) I I I get hockey. That's all it is. I'm fine. Yeah, hockey goals. (laughs) It's it's easy. Hockey goals. I get it. I don't get anything else. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a learning curve that I am going to need for a lot of these Winter Olympics, particularly skiing. Skiing numbers going up on the bottom of the screen. I have no idea what they mean. Yeah, I have no idea. Even the breakdown of the scoring system, I'm just still utterly confused how it works. Yeah. You know, it's the metric system. We're not meant to get it. Oh, no. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Also, just the stories that are coming out of the Olympics are just amazing. I read about a, a female who pretty much schemed her way into the Olympics. A, a skier who used her monetary backing and uh, 
very much lack of talent to back end her way <laughs> into the Olympics somehow. It's incredible. You watch her run on the the skiing half pipe and she's literally just going back and forth, not doing any tricks. <laughs> it is absolutely incredible. She competed for like the Hungarian team and she was like the only one who qual- she qualified cuz she was 12th out of 15 in some obscure qualifier and hasn't done a trick ever in her skiing career but she finished 12th because three others fell or were disqualified somehow so she uh, back-ended her way into qualifying in some obscure tournament through some obscure country (laughs) and uh she doesn't do tricks it's amazing all i'm hearing from this story is that all i have to do is move to a small obscure country that would not have any biathletes absolutely and i can be their biathlete that's your in yeah there was a qu- there was a quote in the article I read about the, this lady who schemed her way to the Olympics that said it was a combination of determination and really gaming the system. <laughs> so With yeah, the determination, the American dream. Her gaming the system, or like was she determined? Was to she determined to gain the system, was, or was she determined yeah, to just get to the Olympics? I don't know. Train to ski. I know. We'll probably never know. I guess so. But she can say she's an Olympian. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's a great story. Russian cheating, of course. Figure skating, speed skating, cheating. Somebody sliding like obstacles in people's way as they're coming around the track. Like I am, I am all about it. I was watching the ski slalom event, and there was a course attendant or something who just who wandered aimlessly on the course as this lady was like flying down the hill 80 miles an hour and got in her way like they didn't hit each other that guy because it would have been a disaster but she had to like stop it's it's a mess it's a mess this olympics uh and i'm all about it, it it's amazing i right, sign me up for that sign me up I'm sure, for the, I'm sure the chinese are livid over all this <laughs> I'm sure. But I feel like nobody's watching, by the way. Oh, no, I've always I've felt that way ever since. The Olympics model kind of changed to being, you know, like more streaming based. Right. That's what I preferred. I, I miss the days of I just like let the Olympics choose what sports I watch. Yeah, I feel like even now like, I have to I can't figure out how to navigate where I want to be. Right. Successfully based on what I have and don't have. And I feel like if you're watching it on primetime network, the highlights or whatever they put together, it's mm-hmm. always just... The boring stuff. For winter, it's figure skating. And for summer, it's either swimming or, or track. And that can be so exciting for so long. Well, as a former track coach, I have a lot of disdain for what you just said. <laughs> I know. But <laughs> it's just running. It's like Barney Stinson. I can run a marathon. Oh gosh, I can't believe running a marathon. <laughs> okay. Tony, I've seen one triple axel. I've seen them all. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe until, until that quad comes in like it did this year. <laughs> I saw all those headlines like my world was supposed to be shattered. And I'm like, oh, okay. What? What are we talking about here? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about here? Yeah, somebody hit a quad. Yeah, somebody hit a quad. Four turns in the in air. History. Eh. <laughs> so then, of course, every... I'm more I'm more impressed with the losers who are falling and like, <laughs> holding on for dear life as they cross the finish line. Yeah, give me a real cool running situation like that. Yeah. Give me something on the give me something on the track. I know uh Jamaican bobsled team made it this year, I they believe, did. right? Yeah, they did. Oh baby. They're back. Call <laughs> call John Candy same, up. The same four. Rest in peace. <laughs> the same four. Yeah. The same four from the movie. Oh yeah, the actors. <laughs> yes, exactly. They're pulling like a blade in what we do in the shadows situation. They just loved it in the movie so much that they really did it. My other story, and this is kind of an offshoot of 
the Olympics, I guess, because the main subject matter was a was a curler from the U.S. team named Matt Hamilton. Uh, and that story is the secret world of Wikipedia sports vandalism. Very intrigued mm, by this. Matt Hamilton has uh, he has a problem with going to correct his Wikipedia page when vandals come in and uh, write or claim or or post. Uh, something like, quote, very involved with his charity to cure irritable bowel syndrome because he suffers from it himself. Okay, weird thing. <laughs> weird thing that. Now, when you say vandalize, you just mean a Wikipedia contributor spreading misinformation. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. It's okay. like it's like when Josh Allen, like how they say Josh Allen owns the Dolphins, and then somebody will go to the oh, Dolphins yeah, Wikipedia course. page and put the owner as Josh Allen. Right. A classic Wikipedia move. I kind of like this movement, though. I'm not opposed to this. You know, doing that. I, I mean, yeah, I like the Josh Allen example that you. I like any example. I like. This could be a like a Netflix docu series, like American Vandal. Oh, oh, okay. Now you have now you have my attention. Athletes correcting their Wikipedia page and finding the culprit who posted it. Yeah, take me through some IP addresses here. Athletes have it too good, Tony. They should do some legwork on making sure their Wikipedia page is up to date. They should do some legwork in general. <laughs> yes. They're athletes. Some stretches. Yeah. Some leg stretches, curls. Some squats. Presses. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Tony, that, that's that's all I got unless you have another story for the intro. Like I said, quiet week in the sports world. Well, I got to propose something to you here, Matt. I yeah, what do you got? Proposal to you and to the listeners. So propose we away. Well, well, it is the season of such because you were talking about how the Sabres have off right now mm-hmm. and been talking about what we've been watching. I have a the next hit reality show Ooh. that Buffalo needs. I like this. Since the devastating breakup of Jason Kroom and Kelly Pagula, <laughs> oh, Buffalo no. and Western New York have been searching for its next it couple. A couple to make us believe in love again. What I propose to you is seven single Buffalo Savers, seven single Buffalo Buttes staying together at the Harbor Center. Oh. For a slap shot at love. <laughs> That's much better than what the Sabres are doing now, which is, I think, like a Connect Four tournament. I would much rather see a dating simulation of hockey players. Between the two pro hockey yeah. Yes. Between the two pro hockey teams. I they like already this. practice in the same building. It feels like it's meant to be. Right. I like it. It's right there. They're, they're already a shade away from it. All right, here's some alternate titles. Let me run these by you. Slap Shot of Love. So, so Slap Shot at Love, or just Shot at Love, but I thought, mm, maybe Slap Shot Yeah, Slap Shot. I like better. All right, yeah, I agree. Okay, Couple Goals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good one. I uh, went with Slap Shot of Love, but I think in the end, Couple Goals might win out. Couple Goals is good. So another one is find a nice man. Eh, so it's that's a reach. That. find find an ice man. Right. Instead of find a nice man. Yeah. No, I I know. All right, swinging a miss. On swinging that a one. miss. They can't all be winners. Right. They can't all be Harboring, couple goals. <laughs> right. They can't all be couple goals. <laughs> Harboring feelings. Ooh. Okay. This is at the Harbor Center. Yeah. That, that goes more nautical theme to me. Less well, hockey. It does, but less the, hockey, more graphics. nautical. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. So, you, so the hockey, so the hockey theme is what you want to go for. Okay. Yeah. Here's one that this is hockey. the biggest. This is the second biggest stretch of any name that I came up with. So, what do you what do you say at the end of when a date is going really well and she goes, "So, do you want to get out of here and go back to my place?" What do you say? We really put him out of the spot here. <laughs> you say, "Check, please." Check, please. Check, please. Or like for a, check, please. Also works. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that that's a stretch. 
Yeah, I mean, you gotta explain it. So we would have to find a subtitle to explain it. I feel like there which, there, could, there could be a lot of like inner hockey pun workings. Like you spend two minutes in the penalty box with the significant other. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, like you go to the penalty box. Like this could all play. You go. Yeah, like it, different penalties, offsides. If you make a move too early. Yep, offsides. If you make a move too early. Uh, uh, if you get a, a a hotel suite fantasy date and. Uh, you forget some certain things you can call in the equipment manager to help provide you with stuff oh, okay oh yeah the, the equipment manager is ready to go with <laughs> yes. the necessary supplies right i forgot i forgot one necessary supply call in the equipment manager there you go i yeah. do appreciate that uh, <laughs> i feel i feel like this has got some some legs tony it's got some legs and what's the worst that can happen right we get, right. Uh, we get a really nice couple about out of it right what's the worst that can happen the we sabers get, aren't interesting <laughs> Yeah, I know. Status quo. So then I was, yeah, I mean, this is the only way that Dylan Cousins and Kennedy Ganser are going to find each other <laughs> when they have, you know, their mystery date at, at Pearl Street or something. 67 West. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> really taking me to another era. Right. 67 West. Is that is that a bar that you associate, like, savers of a certain era going to? That's the bar like, when, when my, my going out days... That's the bar I saw the most Sabres players at, yes. I can see that. That's kind of, yeah, that's basically what I was asking. I saw Adam Mayer, Derek Roy. Derek Roy had a reputation of always being on on Chippewa. He had quite a reputation, yes. Big Um, time, yeah. Tim Connolly. I saw saw at least a dozen Sabres there. Not at one time, of course, but. Well, you never know. Pat Coletta. He pops up everywhere. Well, yeah, yeah, Pat Coletta is popping up everywhere. He's like Maury Povich in How I Met Your Mother. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> just like, he's just like around. He's just constantly in the neighborhood and around. There there was a string of like a good six months, no matter what, like work event, wedding, just going out. Pat Coletta was always there <laughs> for me. It was the oddest thing. But well, I mean, good for you him. and Pat Coletta do run in similar circles. Anybody who knows you could easily see that happen. <laughs> yeah, easily, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got real Coletta vibes. Tony, I think we got a good uh, base structure for this this reality show. Oh, absolutely. We'll I think be we're casting ready. soon. Sh- casting soon. Shark Tank pitch to the higher-ups in the Sabres org. Mm-hmm. LWGRZ. This thing's <laughs> going to prime time. Tony, we got some Bills news to get to. You ready to talk oh. the other Buffalo sports team that doesn't have to worry about dating? Uh, I was trying to think of something, but I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> because they're good. They're just They're good, so they get more play. They get more the play. Yeah, exactly. Their hinges are blowing up. <laughs> right, exactly. Let's cue Marv. What do you say? You ready? Take me there, Marv. Take me there, Marv. We'll be back after the break. Go, go. Bills fight, Bills go. Come on, let's win for Buffalo. And we are back, Tony. Let's get into the Bills news of the week. Not a lot happening. Obviously, much more impactful week last week with Brian Dable moving on to the New York Giants. And Ken Dorsey, of course, being promoted to offensive coordinator. Uh, This week, we got a return coach, and that's offensive line coach Aaron Cromer. Tony, hide your beach chairs. He's back. (laughs) That was my first thought as well. (laughs) No beach chair is safe. Or all the beach chairs are safe, maybe is really what it is, depending on your perspective. Right. (laughs) Um, I suppose. Suspended six games in 2015 for allegedly, keyword, punching a boy in the face for using his beach chairs. Tony, I thought we were done with the Rex Ryan era, but it rears its ugly head back in 2022 here. It truly is astounding. Jerry Hughes, Aaron Cromer, it's the beginning. 
the of the, the beginning of of the Rex erection. The Rex erection. <laughs> that needs to be a T-shirt. Yeah, the Rex erection <laughs> is a great T-shirt in the future. <laughs> yes, if I swear to God, if we hire Rob Ryan, I am going to lose my mind. Mm-hmm. Lose my mind. Next thing um, you know, EJ Manuel comes back as assistant quarterbacks coach <laughs> or backup. Well, we should we could be so lucky. He's only like thirty-one. It's not implausible at this point. Well, I, just just get him for the hard counts. Nothing's implausible. He's, but he's a master at hard counts. He's very good at that. He's very good at that. That being said, I don't mind the hire. <laughs> 20 years of coaching experience, mostly offensive line coaching experience. Won a Super Bowl in 2010 with the Saints as their offensive line coach. Most recently with the Rams, who I think have a decent run game. I would say this is an upgrade from Bobby Johnson. I, I kind of like the hire, honestly. I think on paper, and we had a really like and we had a really good run game when he was here the first go round. I mean, that's, shady was our offense. Yeah, that's how I remember it as well. Like I'm, if I'm thinking about the things that I know most about Eric Cromer, aside from the beach incident, <laughs> yes, it's that I remember that era. I remember when things were getting insane. It was really because of the run game. It was because of Aaron Cromer and those schemes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, if we can if we can have that kind of action happening in here integrated to the Ken Dorsey offense, you know, we might really have something going on here. Yeah, that's I, I don't mind at all. And the nice thing about Buffalo, not a lot of beaches, Tony. I guess you're right. <laughs> and I think that my social media algorithm is leading me to believe that he's an outstanding teacher and coach and will really upgrade the line. Yeah, I think this is a line that found kind of their groove, like we mentioned in the previous podcast towards the end of the year last season. So I'm excited to see what he can do with these five guys. And that, of course, is if if they bring back the the same five that ended the year. Dawkins will be back and Spencer Brown will be back. And I'd like to see Mitch Morse back. I thought he was consistently solid. Probably the most consistent member of that offensive line this year. I hope they restructure his contract to open up some cap space, but if he's back, I would not mind that at all. And, of course, our, our wing king, Ryan Bates, needs to come back as well, and could take I could take Daryl Williams. Take him or leave him. I'm indifferent. He's okay. <laughs> I think that Daryl Williams' in this league are a dime a dozen. And so I think that for paying Daryl Williams, I don't know. Like, I only want it to make financial sense right. to keep him. Or if someone else goes in, all right, fine. So in that sense, I can take him or leave him. I do think Mitch Morse, mm, it would take a pretty good restructuring for me to be on board with that. A very, a very friendly restructuring. Because I just feel like, I'm like, yeah, it might be time. We could probably just draft someone and be fine. Maybe. I think they restructured him last year, too. Do it again. Yeah. Just keep restructuring him. Keep restructuring. Just continue, keep on restructuring. Just keep diminishing his... Continue his a cycle of restructuring. Yeah. Right. Just Make mentally him, break him down. Right, yes, exactly. That's what I mean. Make him... To build him back up. To, make him want to unionize. <laughs> like, just take away his workers' rights. Exactly. Constant restructuring. Aaron Cromer also gets the seal of approval from former center Eric Wood. So, I, tr- mm-hmm. I trust Eric Wood. Same. Yeah, that's, that's one guy I trust. Yep, I'm all right. I don't trust Andy Levitre, traitor. Shady things you're saying. (laughs) I do like that you associate them together because I always do too. Yes. Just because they were drafted together. They were drafted in the same year. I always associate them together. The other coaching move was Heath Farwell gone, special teams coordinator, on to Jacksonville, which I guess was not surprising. His contract was up and it seemed 
pretty uh, amicable that uh, there was a split happening. And we promote the Smiley guy, the assistant special teams coordinator, Matt Smiley. <laughs> the Smiley, like, like that's his name. Yeah. Like, what do you want him to do? Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Um, that's a good promotion. It makes a lot of sense to me in that situation. Cheap and internal. Successful Fine. special teams. Yeah, keep it internal. Our social teams were good except for one important time. Except uh, for the punter. Well, that, okay, that's a good point, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say except for one important time towards the end of the season, but also every single time we punted. <laughs> yes. So, it was a problem. Yeah, I'm happy I'm happy to say Smiley's back. Really, I measure my special teams coordination in kickoff coverages. Yeah. So that seemed to be pretty good this year. So I, def- I would say that I agree with uh, – Smiley moving up, and I am Smiley over his promotion. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with it. My question is, is it tough to coach special teams? <laughs> like, honestly? Wow. Throwing shade on this man's life's work. It just seems like those 11 guys, one guy kicks, the 10 others, just stay in your lane and make tackles. Right? I'm probably very much diminishing this. <laughs> you sound so ignorant right now. I just don't even want to be associated with this. I don't know. Whatever. Good for him. <laughs> Uh, I kind of thought you were gonna fire back, and that was gonna be fun. All right. I thought the bills. Uh, yeah. I thought the bills did them dirty too, because on their website, the banner of these are the coaches we hired or promoted or whatever. It was like Joe Brady. Like the graphic was like hired, and Aaron Cromer hired, and Ken Dorsey. It said promoted because he was an internal mm-hmm. promotion, obviously. And you think they would give the same respect to Matt Smiley, but it just said congrats <laughs> for Matt Smiley. <laughs> Well, maybe the regular graphics person is off today. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> thought they did him a little dirty there. A little bit. <laughs> uh, moving over to the player's side, future contracts. Ten future contracts given out. Anybody stick out to you, Tony, for the future contracts? Tons. Tons stick out. Who do you got? Who are you liking that we're bringing back? Other than, other than everyone. Back. Yeah. I'm happy to see Tanner Gentry back. I like Josh just lost his whole 2B room. All his friends are gone. Yep. So I like that he's got an old friend in Tanner Gentry still yep. in the building. And if you need a PlayStation 5, we know where to go. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, of course, Mike Love. I stand on Mike Love over here. We are a big Mike Love podcast. Yep. A lot of Mike Love love right here. Love, a lot love. Of Mike Love. Yep. Who, who, someone who really won't be over this season. I mean, it would be because it's the only season, but Eli Anku? Anku, yeah. Anku. Yeah, I like big him. Big Anku fan. He, he, I do like He had a great uh, announcement. Twitter post as well. It was a picture of him sacking Tom Brady this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, a guy like that is on a futures contract. Come on, I thought he contributed well this year. I did too. I think, and, I, of course, and I think that's because you're so down on Star Latula. <laughs> well, yeah. When I saw Anku come in with that name on the back of the jersey, I was often relieved, and I'm like, oh, good. I, I was just looking for like some depth to Star. You know, Star was right, like all stars, one of a kind, and for better or for worse. But so I was happy to see. And could come in with like a skill set that was going to be able to spell star a little bit. Yeah, no, I thought he, I thought he was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Always, solid. There always seems to be like a defensive tackle that comes impresses. in. Yeah, like under the radar impresses. Like I, I kind of like Brandon Bryant too, who they signed to a future contract as well. Yep. I don't mind him. Who was the guy we lost to the Browns a couple years ago? Oh, Vincent Taylor. That was it. Oh yeah, you did like. Vincent I did Taylor. like him a lot, and we lost him to the Browns. I think on waivers when. He was part of the final cuts. Yeah, that'll do it. You're a big Zimmer guy. He's kind. He kind of came out. I was, the, that's kind of where I thought you were going. I'm like, well, I know he's not going to talk about Justin Zimmer. No, because I am not a Zimmer guy, as you know. Yeah, I like Zimmer. The one what guy that stood, stood out to me, Elijah Griffin. Uh, 
that. I I saved him for you, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't say I'm like, well, I know who Matt's going to say, and I could not agree more. We got to regulate now and in the future. We're Put always, him on that future's contract. always regulating, and it it's one step closer to me or the Bills realizing my dream of getting Warren G to lead the charge in a game. Oh yeah. Or a halftime show, or both. How about a live performance? <laughs> yeah. We Why not? The two years ago. Why not? Also, because our cornerback depth is very lacking going into yeah. next season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they sign uh, to the future's contract Elijah Griffin, Nick McLeod, who they lost to the Bengals and got back last year. Uh, I thought he was really strong in the preseason as well. Out of Notre Dame during his rookie year. Yeah, I mean Isaiah Hodgins is the ultimate what if. I think the ultimate. I kind of agree more. Ultimate I, I preseason like hype guy. Yeah, based on very little, I think I really like Isaiah Hodges. <laughs> Why? Because everything I've seen, he seems like he's pretty good. We haven't seen anything? I don't know, like college tape, stuff at camp. College you tape know, is great. I camp all about him a lot. College tape is great. You mentioned a guy last yeah. podcast, Derek Rogers. I think this might be the new Derek Rogers. Oh, I hope not. I hope this is. I hope he is far more successful than Derek Rogers. <laughs> well, could have been. Right. Derek Rogers had a touchdown in the Colts playoff game one year, so I don't know. Oh, I know what your definition I of remember. successful is, but I think that's pretty good. I think what we were looking for is that there was going to be this partnership tandem. That oh yeah, we drafted the future of wide receiver in the Buffalo Bills, and it's going to be Gabriel Davis and this Isaiah Hodgins mm. and. We see it in Gabriel Davis. Will we see it someday in Isaiah Hodgins? Interesting. His potential. Who knows? As as I always say, he's the guy who's a year away from being a year away every year. Yes. <laughs> That's what it feels like. I hope he breaks out. I hope he's as good as his college tape shows or showed. But He looked good at camp. He did. I, I need to see it when the lights are brightest, Tony. I, need uh, to I see guess it. that's true. A couple other guys, Quinn Morris, tight end. George Alice Harris, I thought, had a nice preseason last year, so glad to see him back. And Josh Thomas, I thought, another guy, DB, nice preseason last year. Kind of, I, I thought he stood out to me. I, I thought he was like a fringe make-the-team guy, so I'm glad to see him back as well. But I think the I think the big story is pending free agents, Tony. We can talk about the futures, oh, the futures guys who will probably be practice squad guys for the most part. But let's talk about free agents. Let's put a little fun Bill spin on it. Let's do a little... F. Mary Kill for Bills pending free agents. And we're going to put a Bill spin on it by saying the kill is going to be OJ. Of course. <laughs> of course. You can't go You can't go anywhere else. The F is a Kiko Alonso jersey. Right. <laughs> right. That seems like the closest, as, as, closest as to an F. As such is the price. <laughs> uh, or I was going to go uh, Terrell Owens stealing the key to the city as like effing us over. Oh. Okay. That could have been one as well. I suggested Cornelius Bennett. The, guy, the most re- the guy the must most have, recent he's, accused. He's the Buffalo Will Chamberlain. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Huh. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and of the Mary, we went back and forth on this. I, I had to go with the, the, the Rex Ryan, Rob Ryan tandem bike. I feel is the closest thing to a Buffalo marriage that we have, other than the it couple of Jason Kroom and Kelly Pagula. Well, yeah. I mean, you took the wind right out of my sails on that one. He's not on the team anymore, Tony. I couldn't do it. It's so ridiculous. Neither is Rex Ryan. Ryan. (laughs) His his presence is still felt though with the hiring of Aaron Cromer. (laughs) Well, it's it's Rex erected. It's Rex erection. It's the Rex erection. (laughs) But I will say, I thought I still believe in not only the love lost of Kelly Pagula and Jason Kroom, but that it should be Kelly Pagula and Jason Kroom as the Mary category, a long term contract. (laughs) 
should be that re- should be that relationship, not the Ryan brothers on a bike. You can make them special guests. Or the Pagulas. Slat. Or the Pagulas. Yeah. Oh man. Boy, what a twist that would be. Maybe Kroom and Pagula are like the they're like the relationship therapists. Yeah. And they come in to say what they've learned. <laughs> right. <laughs> See what they've learned. Help the couples through it. One of the competi- wow. one of the competitions is a uh, clock whittling, clock making competition, as of course Terry P is famous for. Well, yeah, whatever it takes. I what, mean, whatever it takes to find love. Whatever, exactly. Whatever it takes for a slap shot at love. Or maybe finding Terry's dog. That could be a, a fun competition. Okay. Too soon. <laughs> Never forget Tony. Sydney Never. needs us just like we need Sydney. Okay. <laughs> Tony, who are you? Let's go with, with killing first. Let's just get the bad one out of the way. Who are you killing? Who are you putting in the same room with OJ? Okay, I am going to kill. Um, I would say... The anticipation is palpable. OJ, put on your glove and go after Mario Addison. <laughs> That's who I have, too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> get him out of there. We're on board. We just need OJ on board. <laughs> oh, OJ will be on board. Oh, yeah. He's got a taste for blood now. <laughs> yeah, Mario Addison. I'm done with you. <laughs> Sorry. No more clear that I was done with Mario Addison than when he was mic'd up for one of the games this year and had literally no highlights. The whole video was about, it was, <laughs> it was five minutes of him being mic'd up. So he was the focal point, obviously. And he made literally zero plays in those five minutes. I, I've never felt so embarrassed for someone. I've never laughed as much watching a mic'd up segment it was a lot of him just like grunting and slapping players on the helmet those kind of like sound effects but not of any any of him making a play so mario addison it's been real but yeah (laughs) i'm ready to move on yeah well uh an older guy like that in the twilight of his career getting paid probably more money than is worth his contribution we have tons of depth at defensive end We, we can Take that money and spend it better elsewhere. Yeah, I was super excited no offense, too for him. It's been real, but that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. OJ, take it away. Take it away. <laughs> OJ, you're up. <laughs> uh, I was like, super excited for Addison too because he came in. He came to the Bills having, I think, three or four years of nine or more sacks with the Panthers. So I was like, okay, yeah. like that, this guy, if anything, is consistent. And then I don't, I don't think he ever topped five and a half during his his tenure here. So, yep, OJ. Take it away on Mario Addison. Uh, Tony, who are we uh, Who are we effing? Who are we putting a Kiko Alonso jersey on? You know, we're going to the back of this Chevy Cruze. <laughs> and I am going to get that Kiko Alonso jersey via Saran Neal. Oh, okay. Good choice. That's what I'm taking there. So this is obviously an ambiguous choice, the Kiko Alonso jersey. Or <laughs> Kiko Alonso himself. <laughs> right. Because it's someone you want on the team, but it's someone you don't need to lock up for a long time or at least someone that you think you can get away with right. not locking up for a long time. And so, like, maybe they're going to give, not to take picks away here, but I think about, like, the way that they kind of played the game with Isaiah McKenzie. Always cut him and brought him back and, like, were able to navigate that yeah. to have a good price point for Isaiah McKenzie. Right. I'm thinking Saran Neal, really important player on special teams and in terms of depth. I like what he brings. I like the tenacity that he brings. I like the skill set that he brings for versatility. You can use him in a lot of in a lot of different situations. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's like a commodity out there. So I think to just, you know, lock him up to a one year, see what happens, hopefully, and then, you know, let him be a contributor. 
we've done the same thing with Levi Wallace. So uh, I think we can kind of give Sir Ann Neal sort of that treatment, and that would probably be the most fiscally responsible way for us to navigate the re-signing of Sir Ann Neal. So I'm going to say that's where Mikey Colonzo is going. I like it. I think it's a good pick. I, I like Sir Ann Neal. I think he's... I think he's the best special teams player on the Bills. Yeah. Um, so I would be I'd be very happy to bring him back and give him two year bridge contracts for the rest of his career. <laughs> that's how I guess that's how I feel about a lot of. I think I mentioned is special teams really that hard to coach? Is it is it that hard to play either? <laughs> you just go out there and run and make plays. But um, it's a skill set. I guess so. It's a skill set. I'd much rather have Saran Neal than Taiwan Jones. I'll tell you that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I would say that Sorrento has the edge on for uh, me. Also another unrestricted down. free agent. I'm giving my Kiko Alonso jersey to the aforementioned Isaiah McKenzie. Mm. He does. All right. He, I, we are huge Isaiah McKenzie fans. Let's get let's get that out there. Absolutely. Obvi- that is obvious. Um, love Isaiah McKenzie. Love and Isaiah. I love how his personality is coming out more and more by by the media. Yes. We've seen his dance moves at weddings now. He's featured on an He's episode really- of Hot Ones. With Gabe Davis. Absolutely. He, he's, he's really coming into his own. I thought that was a big step. As as a personality. Oh, Hot Ones is a very big step. Yeah, for, for the Bill's celebrity status. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was a huge step, for uh, especially for two kind of more well, obscure geez, players. Up, you're hyping him up so much, I can't believe you're only fucking him. <laughs> I mean... That's what I put a ring on it, baby. (laughs) I do love Isaiah. I think he makes uh, a positive play every time he touches the ball. The problem with Isaiah, and this is why he's in the F category, is and maybe this is a product of the system, but I need to see it consistently. I need to see him do what he did against the Patriots on on a more consistent basis this year. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't know if it's yeah, I don't know if it's Dable. I don't know. If it's just McKenzie's just kind of like a surprise to opposing defenses when he's out there, they don't expect it. And I don't ever want to compare him to Tyreek Hill because he's not and he never will be. But he could be a diet Tyreek Hill, right? Like, why why not? He could be jittery and super fast. And I hope Ken Dorsey, if they bring him back, and I hope they do, finds a way to utilize him on a more consistent basis. Because like I said, every time he touched the ball, it seemed like something positive happened. It almost reminded me of, and to, to do a cross-sport reference here, Maxima again on the Sabres in his heyday. Anytime he, he had the puck, you kind of perk up and you sit a little uh-huh. straighter in your seat and you're like, okay, something's about to happen here. And whether he takes it coast to coast or makes a move, like something fun or exciting or positive is going to happen here that's how i feel about isaiah mckenzie every time he touches the ball so it's not just on jet sweeps it's yeah, i think he could be a guy who replaces cole if if they part ways with cole this year or this offseason so i i would like to see mckenzie back and but before i put a ring on it as you say i just want to see him do it on a more consistent basis mm. you just want to give him the chance to do it like you want him to have yeah Pro- prove to me Right. Yeah. We'll give you the opportunity. Now, what are you going to do with it? I was interested in your Tinder profile. Now, now show me <laughs> you're right. worth dating. Right. Right. Finally, who are we marrying, Tony? Well, who are we? Been a, who are we putting on the tandem bike with us? I, t- I tell you what, there there are a lot of people on this list that I feel feelings for, possibly long term feelings for. <laughs> yes. And Isaiah McKenzie was one of them, but. I think I'm going to give my ring, I'm giving my heart, my Kelly Pagula to Jason Kroom, my bike seats of the Ryan Brothers, and this might surprise you and many, I'm going to give it to Levi Wallace. Whoa. Wow, that is a shocker. 
so it's morphed for me about who I eliminated in my final three. Okay. And I was like, I want to lock up Ike Bucker. Mm-hmm. I really like Efiel Bada. Really? I lock That's him surprising. Up. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, mm, no, big Obata guy, big Obata fan. I think you just like that he's British. Well, no, that's a small piece of it, but okay. it's not the only piece. I've seen, I, 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 I like what I see out of him. I wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't mind keeping him as, I, I like where he fits in terms of the depth yeah. at, at a versatile D-lineman. But Levi Wallace has proven himself time and time again um, in terms of camp, and then also proven to us, eh, maybe not a few times, but I thought this year he was the most consistent um, and proved himself the most this year. And I also think that we lack significantly a cornerback depth. So we should probably just get Levi Wallace in there because his cornerback depth is going to be a bigger problem than it was, and it was already a problem. So let's just get Levi Wallace in here and always let him be on the roster. He doesn't always have to start. We can always bring him competition, but at least we know he's there. And I'd rather have cornerback depth than you know trying to figure it out or trying to have Isaiah McKenzie go in a corner in an emergency situation or something. Right. Uh, so I'm going to give it to him. And it was a, it was a tough choice, uh, but I think I think he deserves it most, and I think the situation calls for it the most. It's all going to be about price with him. I mean, if, yeah. he, if he's up in, like, the $7 million rate, I'm walking. I'm not, no, I'm not paying him much. that. Yeah, that is way too much. I agree with everything you said. I think he's extremely solid. I think he's very underappreciated in Bill's Mafia. And, and Trey's going to be out for a majority of next year, if not all of next year, depending on that ACL recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, so to get a guy on a, a cost-conservative contract who has been in the system for as long as he has, who has performed well in the system for as long as he has, I'd be absolutely okay with that. I think that would be, be good for this defense. And I thought Dane Jackson played well last year coming in when he did after White's injury. And then I, I truly believe they, they draft a guy in the first three rounds at cornerback. I, I think it's a, a position that lacks a lot of depth. They got a lot of unproven young guys that we mentioned in the futures contract segment. So I feel like they need another another stud. I don't know if Levi's a stud, but he's extremely solid. But I'm worried For about sure. I'm worried about Trey. I'm worried about Trey. I'm worried about yep. not only his recovery, but how he's going to perform coming off of that ACL when he does come back fully. I, I've seen a lot of ACL injuries in this league. Players just aren't the same coming back. So I, I think we need an insurance policy in some way. Me too. So. I, I agree. I'm, I'm looking for us to expand uh, the cornerback roster. And like I said, it's going to be even more of a challenge if we don't re-sign Levi Wallace. So, yep. like you it. know, I mean, may as well get him in there and then still target cornerbacks. Like it. Tony, joining me on the tandem bike, I, I think I'm choosing a little bit of a surprise here. Oh. I, I think you'll be surprised. I think I have a name in mind that I think you're going to say, and I think you're right. I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> All right, we'll see. I am going to choose one Mitchell Trubisky. The true, the, the MVP of MVP. I thought I'd be surprised by the true MVP. The true MVP. I couldn't agree with that more. And it's really based on what you said earlier about Josh is alone in that quarterback room now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All his friends are gone. Davis Webb off to the Giants. Brian Dave off to the Giants. Like Jake Fromm off to the Giants. Jake Fromm off to the Giants. Mitch Trubisky free agent. Like Josh is the only one in that quarterback room. He is. He is the real-life version of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air gif where Will Smith walks in the living room and nothing's there and he's looking around and he's completely alone. Wow. Haunting but true. Yes. I need Josh to have a friend. 
And it and it mm-hmm. became clear and obvious during this season that the Allens, and I'm putting Brittany in the Allens. Oh, presumptuous. Okay. Yes. Uh, no. And the Trubiskys became very good friends this year. I need somebody to have Josh's back. I don't need Matt Barkley coming back, even though I love Matt Barkley. But, I do love Matt Barkley. But I need a, a, a guy who has the same, some more skill set to Josh, who if Josh gets injured, knock on wood, that I feel good about the backup coming in and winning us some key games. And it's mostly off the field stuff, Tony. I, I need Josh to have, have a best friend. I need I need Brittany and whatever Mitch's fiance, girlfriend, wife, his name is. I need the, the Bills the Bills wags out there to, to stay a close-knit group, if you will. Yeah, I'm going Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, you make a heck of an argument. Of course, his wife's name is Hillary. Hillary? Kind of interesting that you don't even know. Yeah, Hillary. I don't know. Why would I know? His you... wife, the mother, the soon-to-be mother of his child. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry I'm not, not up on my Trubisky family uh, tree. Uh-huh. Well, I would say that, yeah, you make some good points. And I would say that on the personal level, on the off-the-field level, yeah, that sounds good to me. I mean, my counter, obviously, is that maybe much like Hillary, Mitch could do better. Oh, wow. And, I mean, there's maybe a starting, what I mean is, you know, there's a starting job out there, <laughs> probably, that Mr. Trubisky could fight for, could find. Might not be the best situation for him. He's probably going to be able to make a considerable amount of money because we have him on a, I think, a very... Friendly contract. Yeah, a very friendly contract. We, <laughs> have a, we got a bargain basement deal for a Mr. Trubisky. Come on. And it's not. It doesn't always have to be like that for him in his career. So yes, I. Uh, so I would be. I, I guess I just kind of saw it as it doesn't do any good for anybody. But uh, yeah, in my dream world, that would not be bad. So sign me up. I'm just visualizing for- Mitch Trubisky. If I was Mitch Trubisky, I was a high draft pick of the Chicago Bears, the face of the franchise, or what should have been the face of the franchise. Seemingly fail at that in his years there. Maybe maybe I just want to take it easy in my career. Like I don't I don't want to go chasing the the potential starting gig that I don't know if I'll get. Maybe I'm just happy being a backup who you know comes in to do kneel downs and I get to hang out with some cool people like Josh Allen. Like I would be totally okay with that life. Well, you would. I would hope that no professional athlete has that attitude of just coasting. We're not. I'm not looking for a Billy Joe Holbert here in my world. Just to, <laughs> just to coast down the bottom of the depth chart and hope it works out financially also i might not know her name but you're dragging her through the coals for being with mitch trubisky the father of her child oh it's <laughs> let me say right here i only said it because the pun worked i only said it because it was witty. <laughs> and here we prioritize wittiness first we definitely prioritize so, mvps first yes i would say we do now that of course reminds me or it springs to mind matt do we start a wvp award a witty, valuable player. Oh, a witty, valuable. Who's who's our witty, valuable player of the year? Mm, of, or yeah, could be a or of, it could be a weekly award. Or it could be of the week. Could be of the week. Who's winning our WVP? I like who's it. Who's the wittiest? And then we and then just like definitely somebody on like couples goals. Oh, definitely someone <laughs> on couples goals. Yeah, a couple goals. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that would be that's that's where the wittiness comes out. But I mean, if I am picturing that the orange trophy with a bucket of slime gets sent to the stadium. I think a witty, a, some sort of witty, you know, VP structured something gets, uh, gets sent to the stadium with a little wittiness. I like it. Yeah. Add it to the rotation. Segment rotation. Add it to, 
Oh, okay. So- sounds good. To- sounds right to me. <laughs> good idea, Tony. You earned your paycheck this week. I'm full of them. <laughs> Tony, we uh, we didn't mention, of course, a couple unrestricted free agents. You mentioned Ike Bakker, uh, Matt Breda. I'm done with them, right? You're done with them as well? Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it was fine. It was, fun. It was a fun couple weeks. It was a fun Jets game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vernon Butler, definitely done with him, even though he just looks like the scariest human being alive. So He was almost, I, I almost sent him with OJ. Who else? Harrison Phillips, I hope they were signed. I thought he had a breakout year. Depth guy. That's who I, that's who I thought you were going to say until you said Mr. Bisky. Yeah, no, I need Josh to have a friend. I guess Harrison right. Phillips can be his friend. Harrison but... Phillips and him are close friends. Yeah, I know, but they're not in the same positional room. They're not in the same room. Yeah. All right. Uh, Manny Sanders I'd like back, but didn't make the cut for any of the categories there. And uh, the final one is, real quick, Jerry Hughes? Are you done? It's been fun? Uh, I would say my... Well, what I'm hoping happens with Jerry Hughes is that we tell Jerry Hughes, yeah, we're probably not going to re-sign you. And then he says, well, then I'm probably going to retire. Right. And then it seems like a classy, just, you know, way to fade off into the sunset. Yeah. Kind of what I'm hoping for. I kind of hope they give like a one-year contract and have him have like a Kyle Williams-like going out tour. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Uh-huh. Plays sparingly, yeah, that nice. you know, he, he has his moments throughout the Catches season. Catches the touchdown. Yeah, runs the ball in. <laughs> yeah, something. Right. I think his advanced stats are still pretty good this year in terms of, like, pressure rates and things like that. And Right. So, I don't think he's, he's obviously on the older side, but I think he still adds some value, especially with the rotation McDermott installs. For the defensive line, so oh, yeah. I wouldn't mind to see him back one more year. Like, give it a give him one more run. This team's super close. He, you, you think he would he, come back a year and see if they can get over the hump here? If he wants to play in the NFL, I very very much hope it's with us. Yes, I would be but, sad to see him anywhere uh, else. Yeah, so he like Thurman playing for like, the Dolphins. Yeah, and he could, and like he has the talent to be on another team Absolutely. for sure. I just, you know, and that's why I kind of said the way I the, said it the way I said it. Like, uh, well, it's probably better to use that roster spot elsewhere. But I also, nostalgia-wise, in my heart, obviously I want him on the team. Right. Um, so that's kind of why I said that scenario of like, well, maybe we don't resign him. Maybe he just decides to retire because he wants to retire a bill and that means something to him. And then we'll see what happens after. Yeah, I like it. That's all we have for Bill's News. Bill's Talk, Tony. Uh, there's a big game coming up, though. Super Bowl. Mm, I have heard of this Super Bowl. This is the Bowl of Bowls. People seem excited about it. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We'll discuss. But one of my favorite parts of the Super Bowl is the prop bets. There's always some good ones out there. So we'll get into some prop bets. We're typically pretty good on our prop bets for the listeners. So definitely it'll be a fun segment. It always is every year. So when we get back, we, uh, we'll give you our favorite prop bets. But first, a word from our sponsor. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but my drink is so delightfully cold thanks to Traveling Growler. And since we know place to go, keep it cold, keep it cold, keep it cold with a Traveling Growler koozie. Koozie starting at just $5. Check out www.travelinggrowler.com today. And now, back to the show. And we are back, finishing up. Tony, we do it every year. Our Super Bowl prop bets, our favorite ones, our tips and tricks for the listeners. We're not the greatest gamblers. We'll get it out out there right off the bat. <laughs> so if you want to fade away, fade away, listeners. But typically in the Super Bowl, we do pretty good. Last year, 5-2 and two on the prop bets we gave the listeners and our Twitter followers. So you won some money there. And uh, the year before, I think we went like 8-3 or something on it. So typically Super Bowl is pretty 
uh, a, a good event for us to, to have our say in. But, Tony, there's always interesting prop bets. You go on any sports book, any gambling website, What there's hundreds, hundreds of different prop bets. Everything from the classics, like the time of the national anthem, to the Gatorade color that's poured on the winning coach, uh, to really off-the-wall obscure ones. This year, there's a lot of cryptocurrency NFT bets. There's political approval ratings. There's cross-sport bets where you can bet if, I don't know, Matt Stafford has more rushing yards than Tiger Woods has birdies this weekend. <laughs> like, just There's something for everyone. There's a bet for everything involving the Super Bowl. It is the most bet on sporting event of the year. I read that they estimate with mobile sports betting being legalized in a bunch of states this year that over $7 billion is going to be bet on the Super Bowl, which uh, that's not that's not chump change. I would say that's a big industry. It's a big industry. It's a big growing industry. Tony, let's, uh, let's give the listeners some prop bets that we're focusing on that we think are are winners, and I'm going to start right at the top of the show. I'm going with the anthem. If you can get the length of the anthem in like the 130, 140 range, take the over. It always goes long. It always goes at least like a minute, 52 minutes I've seen in the past couple performances that I was doing research. The other thing I like, and this is the one I'm going to focus on, the flyovers. There's a prop bet out there. How many planes are going to participate in the flyover? Over under set at five. I'm going under. That's a lot of taxpayer dollars to utilize those planes. If there's like six, that's a lot. If anything, I think you're a safe bet to push this and not lose any money. The last three Super Bowls, in 2019, it started at six, so it hit the over there, but has gone down every year since. 2020, there was four planes. Last year, there was three planes. I'm thinking three, four is is a sweet spot here. I'm, I'm liking this under five planes on the flyover bet. What I really like is the push. Yes. But if I had to choose, I think I would take the over. Really? I kind of think I would. There is some credit two, to the over two, here. Because two sets of three. Two sets of three. Two sets of three. Ooh, interesting. The thing that gives me a little hesitancy is the last Super Bowl that was in California was 2017 in San Francisco, and there were six planes on that flyover. So maybe there's an air base, a lot of air bases in California, it's... You know, it's adjacent to the ocean, obviously. So I have some hesitancy there, but I'm looking at, I'm just looking at kind of the, the past three years and how it's gone down. And mainly because of how like politically toxic Twitter is. And if there's like six planes, I can see like Twitter blowing up and be like, well, there goes our taxpayer out. Like you know, all that rhetoric. <laughs> yeah. Cause it would cost so much more. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Tony, what's a, what's a prop bet you're looking at? I'm looking at halftime for some of these prop bets, my okay. friend. Like it. And, I think I like the plus 200 for a yes that Snoop will smoke on stage. Ooh, okay. And I think I'm taking that yes. I think that this is, a, this is you know, a big stage, both the physical stage, but also in terms of viewership yep. that he has. And he's and I, I think that there's a moral obligation slash expectation that he has that he's got he's to gotta smoke on stage. I think and so. And I think that everyone knows that I think he's going to smoke on stage. So I like the yes. Snoop Dogg. It's what Cor- the people want. He's a master entertainer. He's going to give the people what he wants. Network television be darned. Yes, he's going to smoke on stage. <laughs> and of course, like, 
he has a brand. He has a character to upkeep here. He He's very into the marijuana industry, as everyone knows. It's like a legitimate business for him. He produces like he produces like weed cereal and other weed products. Like him smoking on stage to how many ever viewers around the world. That can be big for his business. So I like yeah, that. Yeah. I think it's a good move. If he doesn't smoke on stage, I think it would be a mistake. For a multitude of reasons. <laughs> right. So I look for him to smoke on stage and I like the yes. I like it. I like it. I'm sticking with the halftime show too for my second one. What will be the first to be seen? I see four options here, and I'll go like least likely to most likely or, or highest likely odds. Least likely odds, Eminem in a Lions uniform. I don't think he does that. I know he reps Detroit, but the game's in Los Angeles. Detroit's not playing in it. Maybe, if anything, he wears a Stafford Lions jersey. Oh. That could be interesting. I just don't I don't, I don't think so. He, he, he typically goes white t-shirt, leather coat. He's, he's that guy, right? Snoop Dogg in a Steelers uniform. Definitely not. I don't even know why that would be the case. If anything, he's going Rams. He's going L.A. The one I like, Tupac Image, as, oh, the, as the first okay, to be seen. I like this one, too. Because I, I think there's a strong possibility, being in L.A., the, the performers that are performing at halftime, Dr. Dre does California Love to open the show. And I think there's video boards. I think they show Tupac. I think that could be a strong play. That's plus 140. I like it. If anything, we get a Tupac hologram. That's always funny. Wow. I mean, that would that's what the people want. It's happened before. The most likely uh, or the highest odds, something called Board Ape Yacht Club image. I don't know what the Board Ape Yacht Club is. Tony, we're not cool enough to know that, are we? I feel like it does sound familiar. It's something I've heard of. I believe like I can picture the cartoon of the ape. But is I it, don't know what. Is it a kid's show? I don't, I don't know what it means. No, I always thought it was like a meme. I don't know. I think we sound really ignorant right now. We sound really bad right now. We're losing you. We're losing listeners. It reminds me of like Garbage Pail Kids. I guess. All right, getting, off, true. Uh, getting off the board API club train for a second. Uh, Tony, what's your next prop that you're looking at? Well, I'm, I'm also in the same... I was in the same realm as you. I'm glad you didn't do it. Because the next prop bet that I'm looking at is Drake's jersey. Ooh. What team jersey will Drake wear? Now, he's at plus 165 for the Bengals, minus 220 for the Rams. But I would like to add one. I think he'd be smart. If he knows what the people want, if he wants to entertain. Splitsville? Then he then he's wearing a Panthers jersey, and I'm not talking Carolina. <laughs> I'm talking Degrassi. Wow. That would be, Bring out, that'd be a deep pull. Yeah, bring out that Degrassi Panthers jersey. That's what I think Drake should be wearing, and I'll and what I'll take the odds on that one. I think I think he should go a step further. I think he should go CFL jersey, an Argos jersey, maybe. Yeah, maybe Argos. Really solidify the the Canadian in him. <laughs> oh, maybe a Duke Williams <laughs> CFL jersey. Oh, a Duke Williams Argos jersey. Okay. Man, my mind was blown. <laughs> Yeah, if Duke Williams if Duke gets more play than any other Buffalo Bill, I mean, I know he's not even a Buffalo Bill, but you know, in, still in my heart, he is. He is. still in my heart, yeah. he is. And he's in, in terms of Bill's canon. If anyone who's in Bill's canon is represented at the Super Bowl, and it's not, and it's Duke Williams, that would just be shocking. <laughs> my next one, I'm gonna go to the actual game now. They have a lot of prop bets of who will be seen first, who will be said first with the announcers. I'm looking at a couple in that category. The first I'm looking at, what coach will be said and shown first? It's got to be Sean McVay. He's at minus 120 for both seen and or said and shown. 
in L.A. It's a home game for the Rams. It's his second time to the Super Bowl. He obviously failed getting there. The young hotshot coach and Zach Taylor is as well. But I just I just think there's a lot more storyline for McVay here. And that's why he's going to get shown first. Like, Zach Taylor's not exciting either. I couldn't pass Zach Taylor on the street and be like, wow, that's Zach Taylor. I would not know what he looked like. He looks like every other guy. If you pull up his profile picture, like, Sean McVay at least is, like, kind of distinguishable, I'd say. I just think... I think Sean McVay I would recognize. Yeah, I think that's the that's the easy play of, of who's going to get shown first. See, my only counter to this is that I'm assuming, pretty safely, uh, that the Rams are the home team. Right, so, so the Bengals would come out first. based on that, so the Bengals would come out first. So that's an important note, Tony. Glad you brought that up. Make mm-hmm. sure you read the fine print on these bets people because a lot of there's a lot of fine print of like when the telecast starts when the the game actually is like after the first play like there's a lot of fine details on these bets that uh could help sway your decision making so i didn't see one on this but i'm assuming it's when uh when the game starts like the broadcast actually starts so yeah no i i agree though if it if it's the the away team comes out first they might show Zach Taylor. That that's a very good point. You, that's that's why the gambling industry makes the money they do. Tony, you can go either way on those. Yeah. Uh, the next one I'm I'm liking. Uh, what school will be said first? LSU versus Ohio State. It's obviously LSU. LSU has got to be LSU. LSU is minus three hundred, which is which is a right. which is high. I mean, you got to bet a hundred or three hundred to win a hundred. But there's no significant Ohio State connection other than Burrow transferred from Ohio State. I can't name like one significant Ohio State player playing in this game. So it's gotta be LSU. It's Burrow, it's Jamar Chase. To, yeah. And I think I think we uh, many still associate Joe Burrow as maybe like the person who put LSU into an, a higher echelon. Oh absolutely. So I really I really think that they're gonna Yes, I agree with you. I think LSU's got to be mentioned the, first. The Vegas high, but I, I think that's a pretty sure, sure bet. And my third one mm-hmm. is who will be shown first, Matt Stafford's wife or Sean McVay's fiance. I'm going Matt Stafford's wife at minus 225. Oh, I was going to say McVay's fiance. See, I don't think she I don't think she brings anything interesting to the table other than she's good looking. But Matt Stafford's well, wife is good looking too. So, But Matt Stafford's wife has the story. That's what, okay. they, that's what they care about. That's what the yeah, I know, game. but they save those stories for like the third quarter. But what? Why, why would they show McVeigh's fiance? What, what, I, I don't care. I don't think anyone cares about her. I don't know. They got to show a lot of people. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> they'll show a lot of celebs. That's for sure. It's in L.A. Yeah, yeah. I, and they do, and they do that in like the first quarter. They do that, in, or like the first half. They do that in like the beginning of the second quarter. So it's a then, and then the story of the Staffords. Maybe that happens a little later. See, I think the Stafford story starts, like, literally, who's the first guy that they do a whole a monologue on, like, when he comes out on the field. Right. It's it's the quarterback. Like, they show his stat line. They, they'll tell his story. I'm guessing they'll do a quick shot of his wife as well and tell, tell the story of, of her and her medical struggles. Yeah, okay. Like, I, I could just see that point. Like, I don't see Sean McVay's wife having any significant role in this in this telecast. Yeah. Okay. All right, you're winning me over on this bet. Yeah, I, I, I like that one. Tony, what do you what do you got? Give me another one. Uh, I like the idea of who will the MVP of the game thank first. Ooh, that's always now, a tricky one. Teammates is three to two. Okay. God is three to one. Oh wow. I think I like God over teammates. <laughs> you're winning a lot and of. Then, a lot of people over right. here. And then coach, family, and owner are both at 12 to 1. Okay. And that's interesting because I think that 
owner, forget about it. I can't believe owner and coach are in the same realm. But family, I mean, like, a shout-out to the wife? Yeah. I could see that happening first, well before owner. And then there's a 5-2 to two spot on uh, does not thank anyone, which I also kind of like. That's interesting. I think I would put it on God. Yeah. At 3-1. to one. Bet on bet on out of 3-1. to one, I, think if, which I, I, I think if we lose that bet, you don't feel bad either. Yeah, because it's, it's their fault. Right. And I, I mean, it's I assume... Fault. I assume any member of the Trinity. They're they're the ones going to hell. Counts. Yeah. You didn't think. Oh, I care. They're the ones going to hell. Nah. <laughs> right. Exactly. I like that. What what's the odds for God? Three to two. Three to one. Three to one. Okay. I like it. Three to one. Teammates is three to two. Okay. I I like that. Yeah. I think I might roll with that, especially if the Rams win and Stafford's MVP. I think Stafford's a pretty religious guy. Okay. From what I I like that. From what I remember, he's not Kirk Cousins yeah. religious, but. Well, okay. <laughs> Few are. But yes, I like, see, I'm glad you told me that. That wins me over on, on that. Because I would also, if I was going to bet on who the MVP was now, I think it would be Stafford as well. Mm. Yeah, it's most of the time the quarterback. So, mm-hmm. interesting. I like it. You're swaying me on it. I might roll with God too on this one. It's usually a good bet from what I understand. <laughs> My final ones, I'm going special teams. Special teams get not a lot of looks when it comes to the gambling life, but you can find some pretty good odds and lines for special teams. I'm looking at two here. I like my first one. Both teams make a field goal over 33 yards, minus 115. I mean, that's pretty, A, that's a short field goal, and if B, if both teams kick a field goal, it's very much likely, or it's very likely that the field goal is going to be over 33 yards. And it's very likely both teams will kick a field goal this game and make a field goal. So I like that one. Um, also, I like shortest punt over 36 yards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that seems like a that seems like the surest bet. Like climate, con- climate controlled environment. Mm-hmm. There's no there's not going to be any shanks. There's no weather factor here. Like that seems like a, a, a sure. Th- there's not a lot of sure things. A, the shortest punt being over. 36 yards seems pretty sure. Yeah, I, I like that bet. Matt, I like that bet a lot. Matt Hawk can even hit that bet. On a good day. <laughs> On a good day. Until Matt Smiley gets his way with him. Guy Smiley? Guy Smiley? <laughs> I'm just calling him Guy Smiley. That's a, right. uh, that's a obscure, Smiley guy. That's obscure Sesame Street character. A little, oh, okay. A little parenting insider. <laughs> Inside info there. Uh, Tony, you got any more prop bets for us? The only one I had left over in my queue is that um i like cooper cup total receptions to be higher than usa gold medals won yeah usa is not winning a lot of gold medals i think they just won their first yeah and i interesting i kind of think a lot of receptions are going to come around for cooper cup you figure like if he gets what seven receptions yeah i was thinking like eight eight or nine yeah that's what i've had in my mind yeah yeah interesting Mm -hmm. Hmm. it's minus 175 what do, you, what do you think about USA now winning gold medals? Um, I would say I kind of don't care. It doesn't okay. affect my life at all. <laughs> you're, not, you're not feeling like our country is weak? <laughs> We're not at the peak of eth- athletics anymore <laughs> that we used to be? Well, I maybe maybe I'm just spoiled. Maybe I'm just like, yeah, hey, we got so many golds. Like, what? I don't know. Give me health care. <laughs> I don't need these golds. A <laughs> couple others I had. I like Odell Beckham over catches. I think he's hit that every round of the playoffs this year, and it's usually at like five and a half, six and a half, depending on where you look. So I always like that one. Also, like look for the the quarterback rushing yards over under. That's yeah. typically really low. It's usually in the single digits. And if you know both these guys are not 
primarily known for their running ability, but if they scramble, like it's usually like a good chunk of yardage they gain on a scramble, which you could hit that in the first quarter and and have a fun time rest uh, watching the game the rest of the night. So I always look for that one. The the Gatorade color is the big one. I feel like that is the worst bet ever. That is that is just the roll of the dice bet of <laughs> of bets. Who knows? I I would agree with you. You're really you're really choosing anything that's at random. <laughs> right. You're choosing colors at random. Yes. You might it's as well tough. just it's a, it's a real tough ass. Spin a wheel. That's all I had, Tony. It, are you, are you excited for the Super Bowl? I mean, we have a couple minutes here. Mildly. My I me too. I'm kind of I'm kind of mad. I, I'm kind of mad because like the the lead up this week, the media week, and so just watching these guys and sitting there knowing it Josh, brings up feelings. Knowing Josh Allen would have killed it during media week. Oh yeah, the whole the whole experience. I'm, I admit I am actively trying to ignore the whole situation. The more the closer I get to it, I some certain feelings start to creep back in. It's not healthy. It's not how I want to feel. So in some ways, I'm avoiding it. Uh, until I have to. I'm also until mad. I have to face face reality. Yes, I'm also mad. Uh, recently, Joe Burrow was named the MVP of MVPs by Nickelodeon. Yeah, where does that come from? I don't think that's right. That's not right. Mitch is the only yeah. MVP. <laughs> Mitch is the true MVP. Mitch is the only MVP. He's the one. Yes. He's the yes. one true MVP. I don't know what this MVP of MVPs is. And why didn't the whole Bills offense win it for the Patriots wildcard game? I agree. That should have been the MVP of MVPs. I don't know who's I, I don't know who this yeah, cartoon Lincoln so kid is. But I don't know who this cartoon Lincoln kid is who chooses his stuff on the Nickelodeon show, but that kid needs to I mean he needs a better education system around him. Well, I mean, does Nickelodeon still broadcast in Florida? What do you expect? <laughs> also, my other note about the Super Bowl was a bad bad game for uh people associated with the, the those actually involved in the game. For example, like Sean McVay's dad is named Tim McVeigh. <laughs> not not the great yeah. not the greatest. Not great. I think you would not I think if I was him I'd go by my middle name from like Oklahoma City bombing point on. <laughs> <laughs> like just go by yeah. your middle name. Yeah, probably the best move. Probably the best move. <laughs> uh rough look for uh one Tim McVeigh. And then Joe Burrow's dad goes by Jimmy Burrow. The man is well into his seventies. I don't think I think there's a certain threshold you can hit in age when you have to stop like using the Y, like Billy, Jimmy, like I, I don't and see. What is, what I don't is see a lot. Threshold? I don't see a lot of seventy-five-year-old Jimmys walking around. So what's the, what's the age? What's the age? What's the threshold? I'm thinking like I'm thinking fifty. I'm just going splitting oh, okay. it down the middle. All right, so Jimmy Kimmel's getting close. Jimmy Kimmel is getting close. Yeah, he's got to change it to Jim Kimmel soon. Jim Kimmel, Jimmel. Right? Like, do you, do you know any 80-year-old guys walking around named Jimmy? Mm, I don't know if I know anyone walking around named Jimmy. <laughs> I would say only, I obviously, Jimmy only Kimmel, late, Jimmy I, Only late-night talk show hosts. <laughs> yeah, obviously they're not fictional characters, but, like, when I hear Jimmy, I basically think Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel. And Jimmy from Seinfeld. And, yeah, exactly. Right. There's no real-world Jimmys out there. Yeah, I don't know any. We'll find one. We'll find one out there. Good luck. Tony, what do you say we wrap it up? Sounds good. Sounds good. We got, uh, yeah, let's wrap it up. <laughs> I was going to say something I forgot. Uh, let's wrap it up. Thank you to our sponsor, as always, Traveling Growler, www.travelinggrowler.com. Koozie starting at just $5. Check out the website. All cool designs. St. Patrick's Day, Dingus Day, 
Bill's ones, like whatever you can think of. They got awesome artistic designs, koozies for cans, koozies for bottles, koozies for growlers. They have it all. www.travelinggrowler.com. Check them out. T-shirt store, teespring.com. Search Woody Not Funny. All one word. Check out all the designs. Support the podcast. T-shirts starting at just 20 bucks. 20 bucks, Tony. That's it. Chump change. I mean, it sounds like the deal of the century to me. It is. It's the deal of the century. Um, For only 20 bucks, I can never drink a a room temperature drink again in my life. (laughs) That pays dividends in the the end run. Yeah. Yeah. That's longevity right there. Where to find the podcast? You can find the podcast on the Built in Buffalo podcast network at Built in Buffalo underscore on Twitter. Check out all the shows. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts iHeartRadio, wherever your five podcasts are listened to for free. Search Built in Buffalo. You can search Witty Not Funny, all one word. If you like us, subscribe, leave a review, show us some love, give us a listen. We always like to say if you give us two minutes or two hours of your time, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank you to all the listeners out there. Thank you for joining Witty Nation. We hope you are liking, uh, to all the new listeners out there, we hope you are liking what we're bringing to your, to your ear holes every week. So uh, thank you for tuning in. Tony, Twitter handles, where can listeners find you? At Tony J. Ambrose. Tony J. Ambrose. You can find the podcast at Woody Sports 716 on Instagram, on Twitter, Facebook page as well. Follow that. That's all I got. Send off for the listeners. Tony, give us a good one. Ooh, okay, pressure's on for a good one now, I guess. <laughs> but on Sunday night when you're watching that Super Bowl, just remember we must accept finite disappointment, <laughs> but we must never lose infinite hope. I like it. We'll be there one day. Josh will lead us. You know who said that? Dr. King. Martin Luther King Jr. Perfect timing. That's what I thought too. <laughs> Perfect timing with uh with this month and Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I mean, you really delivered there, Tony. <laughs> I didn't deliver. Dr. King delivered. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, we always say as well, go Bills and stay witty out there, everyone. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye. Bye. Later. Marshawn is a fresher breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love eating it. Most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It's still swollen. It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. Stitching you guys. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, Stay focused. Work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It feels a problem. It feels a problem. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.